Brendan O'Connor on RTE Radio 1 with All Care Pharmacy. Need expert advice on your family's health? Speak to us today at All Care Pharmacy, Ireland's largest community pharmacy network. There was new research last week around energy drinks, so we're talking about the likes of Monster uh, Prime, Red Bull, the original kind of of the species. Uh, several, uh, so, half of all children in the world drink these caffeinated energy drinks at least once a month. Half of all children in the world. So several EU countries have already banned them for under 18s. In Britain, they're now considering a ban for under 16s. They're not banned here in Ireland. But I'm joined now by Sarah Keogh from eatwell.ie. Good afternoon, Sarah. Hi, Brendan. And Sarah, you're a registered dietitian and you're going to give us the facts on energy drinks. So uh, what are the different types of energy drinks on the shelves? So there's a couple of different types, but most of them, what the the bottom line is, most of them have caffeine in them. Um, you know, well, they'll all have caffeine in them. So most of them will have sugar as well. So when we look at children having sort of energy drinks like this, we're looking at two things. We're looking at the effect of sugar on things like their teeth, their dental health, which is the major um, problem that we see with kids consuming um, these energy drinks. And then we have the caffeine. And although the levels can be, well, I'll call it moderate, kids can drink a lot of them. And it's a bit like, you know, if you had one cup of coffee, you're fine. But if you have five or six, you might start to feel a bit twitchy. And what I find as a dietitian is a lot of parents don't realise there's caffeine in the drinks and they don't realise how much of them their children might be drinking. And that's where the big issue is. Who's drinking them? Is is it teenage boys mainly, not to stereotype? So your your big, um, the big consumers are teenage boys. Uh, Teenage girls, a little, but not as much. But it is that 13, 14, 15, up to sort of 17, 18. They're the big, big consumers of energy drinks. The thing to do. It's just the thing to do. And it's, you know, um, when I was talking to this about this earlier, you know, if you walk down a street anywhere and you see a gang of lads and they're drinking, they're all drinking the same drink. So it's not that they all have a different energy drink. They're all (laughs) drinking the same energy drink. So it's a little bit of all my friends are doing it. And should we all talk about peer pressure? And, you know, if your friends are doing a thing, you're going to do the thing. So that's where a lot of that comes in. Um, And they are marketed to that age group as well. So let's educate the parents a bit so for what they're looking out for. So uh, we have we have Red Bull, Monster Energy. Uh, we that's have a, Prime Energy Prime. and LucasAid Alert. Yeah. Um, and the other one, I think, is BPM. I think you have that one. BPM yeah. Energy. Yeah. Okay, right. So take us through the caffeine levels in those. So before I start, what I'll say to you is um, one cup of coffee is going to have about 110 milligrams of caffeine in it. So if you have a cup of coffee with your breakfast in the morning, it has about 110 milligrams in that kind of 200 mil cup. If you look at something like Monster Energy, that has, if you drink 500 mils of that, which is the 500 mil bottle, you'll get about 160 milligrams of caffeine. Um, if we look which at... Which pro- is like roughly two cups of coffee. Li- well, it's probably one and a half. It'd be two, half, okay. two espressos if you were having a little espresso. Um, so it'd okay. be about two espressos for if you were giving it to, you know, sort of a teenager, if you're thinking about it like that. Prime Energy has about a milligrams, 140 milligrams of caffeine per serving. Red Bull has about 80 milligrams of caffeine. It's one of the lower. Um, Lucasade... Because it's a smaller tin. It's a smaller tin. But even per... Um, if you go to per 100 mils, it comes in around okay. the same. Um, Lucasade Alert, about 160 milligrams of caffeine. So again, about two espressos or one and a half cups of coffee. And then BPM is about 125 milligrams of caffeine. So when we look at effects in terms of energy drinks and caffeine, if kids are consuming a lot of these, what we tend to see is obviously they're not sleeping brilliantly. Um, so that's one of the big impacts is on their sleep. And then we do see issues in digestion. 
that if you take a lot of caffeine, some people's digestive systems are a little more sensitive. And I see this a lot in irritable bowel syndrome and things like that, even in adults. So we politely call it intestinal hurry um, or they okay. a little bit of gas. Now, a lot, you'd have to be drinking a fair bit. But what I'm seeing with some parents, they don't think about them as having caffeine. So they're not, it's not on their radar that this might be an issue for Because them. if we saw our kids around having double espressos, exactly. we would be like, no well, way. See, and I think that's exactly it. We'd very quickly go, well, you don't give a 12-year-old three cups of coffee. <laughs> yes. You know, and, and we, yes. we're so clued in, you just don't do that. Whereas with the drinks, they could be having the equivalent of one and a half if they just have one of these drinks. But if they have two or three of those in the day, you're up to maybe, you know, four or five cups of coffee with that. And especially, you know, if they're doing that later in the afternoon, they're just not going to sleep. And um, would you tell me about then taurine and guarana and ginseng or so, the other three common s- stimulants in these? So kind of. I mean, what, what they are is they're, taurine is an amino acid and it's actually when we make ourselves, it's when the human body generates all by itself. Um, so we have it anyway. Taurine has been used for a good few years. It's been studied in a few years for treating congestive heart failure. Um, and it is also, it helps to... I suppose, enhance energy production in the body a little bit um, with that. But as I said, we make it. Harmless so, enough? Oh, it's totally harmless. Okay. Um, there's, there's definitely no difficulty with that. Guarana is, um, it's a plant-based source of caffeine. Well, so is coffee, in fairness. But it's just another way of adding caffeine. And then people get to say it's natural and sort of stuff like that. Okay. What we also then see in a lot of sort of energy drinks is they will put in things like B vitamins. And one of the reasons that they will go in where B vitamins are used is that legislation on what you can and can't say on food labels is actually very, very strict. Um, You're very restricted on what you can say. But B vitamins, you are permitted to claim around B vitamins in terms of helping the body to produce energy. So if you put B vitamins into your drink, you can now say my drink is an energy drink, but it's based on the B vitamins more so than anything else with that. Now, that's, there's nothing wrong with B vitamins. They're perfectly safe. If someone drinks a drink with B vitamins in them, it's doing nothing, you know, it's not doing any harm at all whatsoever. Um, but that's why one of the reasons you might see B vitamins in added to lots of things, actually, for that reason. Yeah, OK. OK, talk me through the sugar again in the, the five we have here. Yeah. So, I mean, there, there are sugar free versions for a lot of these as well. But if someone is going for sort of the ordinary sugar version, you're looking at, I mean, typically most soft drinks, and that's where these would come in as well. Most soft drinks will have about 13 teaspoons of added sugar per 500 mil. What? I know. So a 500 ml bottle of soft drink is, you know, up to 13 teaspoons of added sugar. So Monster Energy comes in at the 13 um, for their 500 mils. Prime Energy, which is quite popular, zero sugar. Um, Red Bull, in the one that does have sugar in it, has about six teaspoons of sugar. The Lucasade Alert has about five teaspoons of sugar. And then the BPM, um, about 17 teaspoons of sugar um, with that. And again, as you, you, you're How many shocked. spoons of sugar are you supposed to have in a day like to be so, healthy? So um, the WHO says between 10 and 14 for adults. Um, I know in the UK they will talk about seven teaspoons of added sugar a day. Um, so that's kind of where we'd be sitting in around that. So that's one of the reasons why when we talk about added sugar, we're less worried about added sugar in foods, more so about soft drinks. That's why you see sort of sugar taxes on soft drinks, because you can consume so much sugar with a drink. And unlike, you know, if you ate the same amount of sugar in biscuits, you'd get full at some point. But with drinks, you can kind of keep drinking them. So that's where we see them, you know, as an issue around maybe potentially, you know, weight gain and things like that for people. But from a teeth point of view, they're just a disaster. Um, so it's true what our mothers told us, like these sadly. drinks are rotten. Yeah. <laughs> they do. They do. I mean, you know, I was talking to dentists about this and they would say one of the things teenagers do as well is when they take a mouthful of soft drink, they often hold it in their mouth for a couple of seconds. So the teeth are really 
in contact with that sugar. So number one, when you look at all the research on sort of energy drinks, the number one bad thing that comes out of them is the tooth decay. And I think these days we're I don't think we're as aware about tooth decay as we would have, you know, we kind of think, yeah, oh, that doesn't really, yeah. you know, you don't hear it on people's radar, but we are seeing kids having a lot of fillings at a young age um, and even the occasional tooth loss in a teenager. But soft drinks, if you're just washing that sugar through your mouth all day long, and that's one of the things, if you can kind of close a drink, then you, you sip it all day. At least when everything's out of a can, people tend to just pick it up, drink it and put it down again. Whereas the fact that you can close the lid means you might sip on it for hours and hours, hours over the day. So the teeth are exposed a huge amount. So that's actually, I know we talk about the caffeine in them, which has yeah. its own issues, but actually the You're tooth side concerned. of it, I would be more concerned about the teeth, to be honest. Okay. So um, you, at the same time, you don't seem kind of outraged about these. I'm like. not. I'm not outraged about them. I know... I, I know, as I said, we have two countries in Europe that have banned them. And well, in the UK did a consultation there about three or four years ago about possibly banning it, but it hasn't, nothing's happened kind of since on it. Now, that's not to say they're not going to. Um, I think if we're sensible about it, and as you said, we think about it as coffee. Like, would you give your 13-year-old child four cups of coffee? No. <laughs> and in fairness, when we look, and there is really good research on caffeine in kids, and we do know that particularly for teenagers, it's once they go over about 400 milligrams of caffeine is where we start to see negative effects from the caffeine for that. So if someone is having one drink from a caffeine point of view, it's not going to be a huge issue. Now, I said I'd time it. You know, if they're having three or four and then they're going to school and then they're hyperactive in the classroom, I feel sorry for the teachers, you know. Yeah. But you, if you think about them as coffee and if you wouldn't give your eight-year-old child a cup of coffee, then you don't give them energy drinks. Does it make them hyper, these drinks? Not necessarily hyper. It will do what it does for adults. It, what it does is cognitively picks you up. So caffeine, you know, there's a reason we all go for tea and coffee in yeah. the morning. So what we do know is that, you know, if you have caffeine and we measure how your brain works in the hour or two afterwards, you definitely are brighter, your memory's better, your brain works a little bit faster. You know, if you're trying okay, to you're do... So you're selling them to us now? Well, I'm selling point. coffee here. Yeah, okay. Um, and, and <laughs> for adults. For adults. Yeah. So this is what I'm saying. Like, this is why we like coffee. It's why we like tea. But even as an adult, once you go over a certain level with the coffee, you're not sleeping. You're agitated. You're, you know, your cortisol can go up a little bit. You're a little more stressed, you know, and you're not settled to anything. Jangly. So then, like, there's... there's a little bit of caffeine to improve concentration, but there's a point where actually you now can't settle to anything. And as adults, we can say to ourselves, you know what, I overdid that coffee. I won't do that tomorrow. But what we see in children is they might not be aware. And suddenly a child's getting into trouble in school or they're not getting to sleep at night or they're not settling to their homework. And nobody's thinking caffeine because I said a lot of parents just don't really think about the caffeine in the energy drinks. They just see them as a soft drink or as a lot of teenagers are taking their pocket money and just going to the shop on the way home from school. So parents mightn't even be aware. Yeah. With that, you know. I suppose the test here, this is like the, the forcing the government minister to make his child eat a burger in public, right? Oh, yeah. You have teenage boys. I have teenage boys. So would you let them have them? I wouldn't stop them. Thankfully, they're not terribly interested in them. But um, now when I say I wouldn't stop them, if they were drinking a lot of them, where I would put it, though, is I would prefer people not to be drinking a whole lot of soft drinks regardless. Yes. Do you know what I mean? Whether they were an energy soft drink or, a, you know, any other soft drink, because the effect on teeth, the calories, the huge amount of sugar. So, you know, when we look at, you know, if we talk about, say, the food pyramid, we have those as sort of top shelf of the food pyramid, not necessary, not needed as part of a diet. If someone wants to have the odd one, I probably wouldn't stop them. Um, but one thing where we have seen headlines with the energy drinks is if you have a child who has an underlying cardiac condition, which may not always be diagnosed, that's where we've seen, you know, you see the headlines, so child died after drinking X amount of. So if someone does have an arrhythmia in their heart 
and they drink a lot of caffeine, that's where there's a potential a danger there as well. But again, it's, it is rare, but it is there. Okay. So the key message there is probably, as always, try and know as much as you can about what's going on with them if and what can. they're at, it's isn't it? Yeah. And limit. Easier said than done. So. All right. Sarah Keogh, registered dietitian from eatwell.ie. Thank you very much.